Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Kim Holderness. And I'm Penn Holderness. We do those weird video parodies on Facebook and YouTube. Yeah, you know, Christmas jammies, that kind of stuff. They're a couple minutes long. They're meant to make you laugh. This is a podcast, a little bit longer, meant to make you laugh and also to think a little bit. We are hoping you come away entertained, but also maybe have some strategies how to do life better. If you are enjoying the podcast, we'd love it if you could subscribe. It's a purple button on iTunes. Uh, Leave us a review. That really helps people find us. We read every single one of them. Thank you so much. And take a screenshot. Share it on Instagram. Tag us. I respond to every single one. Speaking of strategies, today, we need to work on our sports watching strategy as parents. We take it a little more seriously than we should. Well, also, that that was the goal of this podcast, to talk about like how we are as sports parents, but it turned into a very parenting strategy session. Um, we invited one of our best friends at her best friends in her name is Josette she's Harvard educated which means she's super fancy and she she brought up some really interesting just parenting gosh advice that I hadn't really thought of and it really there's a lot it it leaves you with a lot to think about but also made me feel a lot better about what we're doing and it made me feel a lot worse because Kim accused me of something that you should never do in front of your children and other people well, it's not illegal, so it's not like that. Bad. It's very shameful. Well, I mean, it's, but it's, yeah, you're not going to get arrested. But Cue the is. music. Hello, hello, yes, quite. This week is educational, yes, and it's intellectual. <laughs> we have someone very knowledgeable to help with our confessional. Yes, we act kind of crazily when we watch our progeny performing athletically. So here is someone scholarly, yes. Oh, yes, she has a half a degree, quite. She speaks excellent. 
extemporaneously <laughs> and helps us be less helicoptery. Let's just start the podcast. Whoopee! Oh, quite. Yes, yes, let's start it right now. Yes. Do you feel sophisticated? I feel so educated yes. right now. I mean, sometimes a song will do that for you. I mean, I've been transported <laughs> Even to higher education. That ridiculous. Ivy League. Yeah. There's a reason for that, and we're gonna uh, we're gonna bring her uh, out in just a moment. Not not bring her out. It's not like she's in a cage or something. But anyway, release <laughs> exactly. So we're today we're talking about sports and being parents. And we we're talking about this selfishly because we need this help because. I am not a good sports parent, I've learned. I have a really hard time watching my kids try and fail things. And then I've noticed there are other parents that have their own little ticks and tricks too. So like, although we're yeah. talking about sports, there's going to be a lot of growth mindset and all those fancy kid buzzwords. Yeah, I think yeah. If, if I had a camera of myself watching a sports game and I could see it, Oh I, I would not recognize that person. I'm transformed into a crazy – I take all of myself, and I think I pour it into my child. Like, I'm actually either on that tennis court or in that soccer yeah. pitch or <laughs> – Is that what it it's is? It's a pitch. Okay, yeah. okay. Were you, were you worried about that? I was, was going to say something else. Anyway, so we have this, like, impressive friend. I know. All right, so it, we met her in preschool. I know. So uh, Lola and her son Jack were in the same preschool class, and then we became friends, and then all of a sudden I realized she's way fancy. <laughs> Welcome, Josette Huntress-Holland. Is she, that your middle name? It's, it is. It's her maiden name. It's her maiden Josette Huntress-Holland. Went to Harvard yes. to get her master's. And, and Josette, tell us, uh, educate us, what was your master's degree in? So it was a... Master's of Education in Human Development and Psychology with a specific concentration in gender, culture, and relational development. I mean, how are we Boom. friends? <laughs> Wait, if, if you have a certificate for that, does it's it, so is, long. It, is it like a really like smart <laughs> cursive, but then it goes off the side of the page and sort of goes down to the side? And it has an arrow that says over. Like the calligrapher ran out of space and had to go down for that part? Exactly. That's what it all, like. all I know mm-hmm. is, and, and Josette has been Lola's teacher before. Right now, she is the head of... Assistant head of upper school. A a, a school called Cary Academy in our area, which Mm -hmm. is super fancy. We don't go to that school now, but Josette has been Lola's teacher in the past. So all I know is... If I had words that I needed to say a tough parenting situation, I would just text Josette and say, tell me how to get out of this. Give me the script and the words to say, because I feel like you always know how to frame it. And and, and it's always very helpful. So now you get to help a lot of You're people. You're so nice. Uh, I just want to see you every day. No, every day. Every day. I know. I know. Okay. So, you guys. Okay. You guys really like each other. We it's do. very cute. It's we very do. cute. I'm and her I, and uneducated I like, friends. I like you guys too. <laughs> All right. So Thanks, Pam. Josette, as someone who's been around parents and children mm. alike, mm. have you seen some crazy stuff when it comes to sports in particular and right. parents? Right. And. Yes, but it's not um, it's not because we're not trying to be better, right? I think people all get it that we're doing these crazy things on the sideline. And like you said, Ben, if you had a video of yourself, you'd be like, I don't even recognize that person. And is this good for me? And is this good for my kid? Like that's all going on in our head. And yet what comes out of our mouth is shoot it, shoot it over and over, yeah. which is, you know, 
not, not going to actually help your kid. No, it's not. And so, so yeah, so there's some crazy thing, and I have a couple theories on that. Okay, let's hear them. Um, that's wow. why we brought you here. That's great. Thank you. <laughs> Do they have names, like really long names? They don't. Okay. The unified, <laughs> specified, derivative right. theory right. of, of, yeah. <laughs> no, it's, um, I think this generation of parents, we, we get it, um, and we're good at it, this concept of empathy. Like, so we are watching our kids and we feel what they're feeling. Mm -hmm. And for example, the time that I may or may not have kicked a person on the other team as she was walking by as my son was kicking the ball in a game, it may or may not have happened. (laughs) Wait, so you were watching a soccer game? I was watching my son's soccer game and I realized at that moment, I got to turn this down a little bit because as he kicked the ball, I was kicking the ball and... It wasn't you, you, my were ju- you were just like mirroring, yeah, subconsciously I was, mirroring and your child. It wasn't my fault she was wearing winter white. I mean, who does that? <laughs> who does at a that? After Labor Day. It, well, it was winter white, but, but still. It was a cream. I thought yeah. it was funny, and she didn't as Not. much as I did. So at that moment, I was like, I think I, I think I know what's going on in here. And because I was an athlete, as were you all. Ish. I Ish. Mean, yeah. And. I, I hate the the fact, you know, the the idea when you're in the game, you can get the ball and you can do something about it. And when you're on the sideline, you can't you can't do, do anything. anything about it. Yeah. Yet you still have all this empathy for your child, so you act it out in your own brain what's going on. And so you can't help it. You know, we're Americans, we don't do anything medium. So you can't help that you are agonizing if they're not if they're about to go take a penalty shot or if they're on the free throw line you know you're on the side like experiencing that with them Mm -hmm. so it's a it's an empathy thing i don't think we should beat ourselves up because we have empathy but this is how it's going to play out right i think yeah i think that i've been described as an empath and i feel are i feel people's like i can meet you and if you're feeling something i will absorb it like a sponge right so our daughter has taken up um tennis those are all the people cheering. I know they're cheering you, right now. I really I hope heard people it. heard that. I know there's people Ram, cheering outside. We're in a new office, by the way. We're in downtown Raleigh now, so like so we're great. around the local flavor. I'm kind of digging <laughs> it's a lot this of cheering. a little bit. So Lola has taken up tennis, which is great. I don't understand. I don't even know the tennis words. I don't know the right. sport. But all I know is my daughter is out there by herself. Mm. Most times she's new at it, so a lot of times she's getting her butt kicked. And right. that is, she doesn't seem to care. She comes off saying, oh, that was fun. I am in agony. Right. The entire, every point. Every, every point. Because you're, you're living it with her. And if you think about how our group of parents parent, let's go way back, right, to the playground. We were like, hey, why don't you go on the playground? Hey, why don't you do this? Hey, why don't I solve this conflict for you? And so we chase our kids around the playground, whereas you and I used to sit on the corner in the on the bench and just right. kind of talk and our kids could bleed and if they right. were bleeding they could come over to us and that was fine. Yeah. But a lot of people chase their kids around so they're really involved and so they have this really strong connection to their kids which is not a bad thing. But that's going to play out in extraordinary ways in a very calm and classy sport like tennis. Man, you're screwed because you can't say anything. <laughs> I know. And you just have to yeah. stand there and you, you can't coach. You can't make eye contact. You can't do anything it's with your terrible. eyes. terrible. I know. Right. I, I don't love this sport as a spectator. Our daughter, Lola, right. has made the tennis team. Yes. And so she plays uh, about a match a week. And we go to those matches. We also, mm-hmm. there's some on weekends that she goes mm-hmm. to watch. And Kim wears sunglasses mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. and looks down. I can't watch. She, she projects as if she is watching the match. She right. looks down and she asks me questions. Right. Um, and when she does look up, it th- things don't go well. Like I've heard you say stuff like, I'm done. I'm done. 
Mm-hmm. I can't, I'm done. I can't do I'm done. I can't, I can't do it. I'm done. And then she'll walk away. Right. Uh, and you're is, saying a lot of that is related to the fact that that, that is a pressure to, cooker of a sport. Totally, is that what you're saying? That's a pressure okay. cooker of a sport. But we're also, we're conditioned to be to be there for our kids. And, yeah. And that is a situation where we cannot be. No. And that, we don't like that feeling of powerlessness. But it's 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 a great experience mm. for the kid. Right. It, if you think about it, for us too, as parents, because yeah. we get a chance. I used to do this presentation with my dear friend, um, who's no longer with us, Dr. Tammy Finch, and we used to do this thing called Toddlers to Teens, Developmental Parallels. So we would talk about how when they're a toddler and they fall down, um, we don't always run over and pick them up because we're like, well, they have to learn to get up on their own two feet and they develop those muscles that way. And then somehow we forget that when they're teens and whenever yeah. something goes wrong, we're like, oh, my God, I got to go fix this. And we sometimes our love and our empathy gets in the way of them developing those muscles. So you standing on the sidelines and being there for her, like this ministry of presence thing, like you're there, but you're not doing it for her is building for you mm-hmm. in a really good way. And it's really building for her in a good way. Even if you have to be like, Oh my God, I have to close my mouth. I don't know if I can do this. You're just being there in that situation is growing for both of you. Yeah. There was a situation. Lola lost a match, which happens. People lose matches. She lost a match. I mean, I never lost a match. Right. <laughs> if you did, it's fine. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, anyways, so she lost a match and she got off the court and was glowing. She was thrilled because she tried Great. her best. She played really well. And mm-hmm. uh, Kim was basically a, a pile of embers and ashes <laughs> on the side of the tennis court. But I communicated. Like, I was like, baby, yes. I am Absolutely. so yeah, no, no, proud yeah, of yeah. you. Right. I, I you, never let, you never let Lola see any of this. But mm. because I know you and I'm married to you. Oh, I was gutted. <laughs> I was gutted. And I mean. For her. For her. Yes. But then she was like, oh, are we going to go get pizza? Like, she didn't care. <laughs> Isn't she going to be a great adult? That's oh, my ama- gosh. She's going to be this amazing adult. She better be after. Mm. All that. I'm kidding. No, 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 no. <laughs> but I think it's so funny. So we'll go to Penn now. So Penn, hey. so mm. Penn will cheer. He doesn't know this, and I'm gonna. He, he doesn't even know he does this What's... when the other girl screws up. <gasps> no, I do no. not. Yes, you do. I cheer when oh. the other girl does. Well, I cheer for everything. No, no, when, no. Oh no, no, no! You're not supposed to do that in tennis, and no, I don't do I, that. You do. Double fault. Yes. Oh, hold on you, a second. You, yeah. Do I do it quietly? No. It's supposed yeah. to be quiet. This is my inside voice. <laughs> <laughs> so funny story. So Penn and his brother were trying to sneak out of the house when they were like in high school. This is my inside voice. And his brother was talk. He's a very deep voice, and he's like, "Hey, Penn, we better not get caught." And Penn goes. Dale, use your inside voice. You can say, this is my inside voice. <laughs> so we just scream that a lot. Right. Um, can I also interrupt? There was way, never asked... a deeper voice than Penn's voice last episode. Sinus infection. Oh, yeah. my yeah. God. That'll do, That'll do it for you. Hi, by the way, hi, Max. Max is our producer, Max Trujillo. It's a familiar face on Hello, the other side everyone. of the microphone over there. Hi. So Sorry. Anyway, okay, so that's interesting that I cheer for other people. That's the number one rule. Is not to cheer for when, other and, people and, double faulting. I don't. Or, or I think in, the, I think in a soccer game or a basketball, yes. you don't cheer when the other kid misses the shot. All right. Will you admit that I also just cheer for everything? Like if the other you, team scores, say, I key. say good shot. Yeah. I, I would say, say good. in basketball and soccer and those experiences, mm-hmm. you absolutely are like mm-hmm. an everybody gets a trophy type of parent. But in tennis, mm. you are so because it's I'm such completely a, unaware of this. Yes, you are wow. so tense. That you and um, another mom and I were sitting next to each other when they were playing, and we were laughing. I was like, "Oh, that girl just like she hit it out," and I was like, "Watch, Penn's gonna cheer," and like 
I thought I was like quietly doing no. fist pumps. No. All right. So you know, there's probably some lord of tennis who walks around in like a blazer and an mm-hmm. ascot who's gonna like come Not by. Not in middle and be school, like, honey. I held the. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I, no, I always consider myself mm-hmm. kind of like the Raisman parents. Do you remember them from the Olympics? They were Allie Raisman. They did the oh, shot to their parents. That's me. And, yes. And yeah. uh, mm-hmm. and I I, I connected mm-hmm. very heavily with them mm-hmm. because. Again, I, like they don't know, realize. I'm sure they watched that tape and thought, "What in the what world am I doing?" That's I don't like you black out, mm-hmm. and it's it's mm-hmm. almost like a mind meld, mm-hmm. you know, when they're out there. There's there it's and it's a connection. It's a great connection, mm-hmm. but it's very unstable. Yeah, I well, so so define unstable, Pen. What do you mean? Um, not good for adults. Not good for kids. What? It's. Well, you know how you discover a, a molecule in like a sci-fi movie, and you're like, "Whoa, this is awesome!" It could also blow up a town, right? Like that kind of <laughs> that kind of unstable. Got it. We right. could use it to harness energy for a whole city, right. or as a nuclear weapon. Right. Like that's kind of how I feel when I'm. Yeah. yeah. Well, so did you kick a woman wearing winter white pants? <laughs> no, no, you did that not. That was you. I did, Doctor Holland. Right. So we have this. We again think about the empathy that the Raceman parents had. They are living that with her. They're going. They are so proud of her and they're doing it. They feel her excitement. They feel her her pain. Um, there has to be a point, though, where, and I'm sure the Raceman family is there um, because they're professional athletes, right. you know, professional parents of a professional athlete. Right. So there has to be that sort of line where you say, okay, there has to be a way that my kid experiences this for herself mm-hmm. without me. And that's really hard for us because we, again, we want our kids to pick themselves up and we want them to, to come out way and say, man, I screwed that point up, but I'm going to get the next one. We want them to have that resilience. And when you talked about Lola and mm-hmm. she says, man, look at all the things I did right there. Mm-hmm. She's also saying, these are the things I'm going to work on because I know that kid, I know that's what she does. She's yeah. like, I'm going to, I'm going to work on that next time. So that's what you want. You want this whole Angela Duckworth, this, all this resilience building. You want her to have grit. But at that some point, we have to stop being part of that grit um, equation. So what do we for do? I don't, I don't know. I have some magic sprinkled out, and I say, okay, um, this is going to work. And yeah. Everyone's, everyone's <laughs> just we need normal. to back off a little bit. I, I don't think there's there's a couple things. Don't back off in your love and energy that you bring to her. Mm-hmm. That's what any psychologist would say when you're on the sidelines. Ministry of Presence, you're there. That's an Ann Bonner-Stewart reference. She always talked about the Ministry of Presence. When you're just there, that's good for kids. So don't back off on that, being there, being excited. But when it comes to Lola's getting older, she's going to need to take the lead a little bit more on how she frames the discussion of that match. So as she goes into middle school, when she begins by saying, man, that was awesome, and she lost, it's not the time for you to bring out your notepad and be like, well, let's talk about the fourth point and the eighth point, you know, all of those things. You want to let her lead the way. And she's going to then... She's going to go into the places where you don't want her to go, and it's going to be painful, like, I could have done better, and why am I not good enough? But she's going to be the one driving that train. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, I mean, so Penn's school experience with, he he tried out for the basketball team, I think, six times? Yeah. Six times. Seventh grade, eighth grade, ninth grade, tenth grade, eleventh grade, twelfth grade. Man, Duckworth would love you. You're so resilient. So much grit. So much grit. But then what do you say as a parent? Mm. uh, So uh, looking back now, I'm like, what what an amazing life experience. What this taught him. Mm -hmm. But as the parent of that kid who hasn't made Mm -hmm. it six times, Mm -hmm. what do you do? Like, what do you tell your kid when they come home crying six times? Well, we know what not to tell your kid. 
right? Everyone sucks but you kind of thing. You never want to go there. And you yeah. you never want like to... the coach has it out for you. The coach has it out for you. And you start, you know, naming kids by name. And this is why they should... So you want to keep it about... Um, let the kid drive, right? Do you want to try this again? Do you, if, if it's uh, something you want, little pen, if you really want to make that team, <laughs> is it, um, are we going to look at a skills camp for you? Because we can, you know, if you have the means yeah. and you can afford that, or are we going to do what we can in the backyard? Are you going to build that way? And at some point, the child, when you give that kind of support, like you drive the train, what do you want to do? Yeah. Um, they're going to say, you know what? year-round soccer or year-round tennis it's not my thing and I've been doing it for a long time and that was great but it might not be my thing and we've got to be okay with that back Mm -hmm. to little pen uh I I did Mm -hmm. make the team finally I made yeah but I didn't have the ability to do skills camps I had parents who were really busy didn't have a ton of money sure I was really busy with my show choir and it's why are you laughing? Dun. Why is it like why? Why did you suppress the laugh there? <laughs> Synthesizer is not going to play itself. Just yeah, it's my, okay. I saw High School Musical. I know that they yeah. bounce about. Yeah, but it wasn't that. cool back then. I'm oh. really bummed out oh. that Glee and all this stuff is coming out now. I could have used you, yeah, Glee, in the '90s. Seriously, didn't help me back then. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. so I finally grew and went through puberty when I was like 47 years old, <laughs> and I was able to. Actually, <laughs> no, I did. I grew. I grew six inches from oh uh, from 10th to 12th grade. So. You, you couldn't know. fit in those like little show choir things anymore. They had to like make a custom suit for you. <laughs> well, probably. you know, they, they do a lot of stretchy fabric. <laughs> a lot Joe of lycra. Um, when we do the when we do the performing arts episode, I can speak as as the expert who always you know yeah. did okay with that. Wait, whatever. Anyway, um, so <laughs> for me, I I, I just mm-hmm. I didn't have a choice. You know, right. we we are giving our kids every single possible opportunity mm-hmm. to succeed to the point that I I almost feel like. If they're not grateful for it, I want to back off and say, you're on your own. Right. I haven't done that yet. Right. Do you know where I'm going with this? Yeah. Okay. So, right. Gratitude is something that I I know it's very important to your family. It's very important to ours as well. And I also understand when it comes to um, having the means to support kids through their talents or whatever, that we have a position where we can do things that other families can't. And yet there's some amazing athletes that come out of all types of different sizes and shapes of families. Um, so the, the relationship that you build with your kids around sports has to do with um, the sport and the kids' ability. And when we start to put our own abilities and our own experiences yeah. in sports into the mix, it's a little bit much to put on a kid's shoulders. And I think that, for example, um, when you and my husband – Thomas play tennis mm-hmm. you guys are really good like you're really well really he good. bagels me every time that means the it pen does. scores no points zero yeah you're yes. really that good. means yeah. bagel is zero but well it's true well okay so you're really like you guys have fierce competition do, with yes. each other and yes. it's so much fun to watch you guys enjoying that with each other and can you imagine if you folded and you never wanted to play with him again after he beat you? Like, there's something about you that you learned that you want to keep coming back I, for I more. actually use him as an example all Do the you? time. Oh, any that's t- no, honestly, no, anytime my kids are yeah. like, I got my butt kicked, I'm like, well, Tom, 
beats the hell out of me every time we play tennis. And you and were I there come for back it. for more. No, I love it. I'm like, where right. are we going again? Because right. I, I learn so much by by right. playing someone better than me. I learn so much. That's See? a really hard thing, though, for an 11 year old to grasp onto. Of don't you think? course it is, but it doesn't mean we need to bury that lesson. Yeah. So the, there's three little boys who watch you two play every time you play. Right. And yeah. those boys see their dads laugh and they see them struggle and they see them bounce back. And so what do you think that they're going to do? They're going to do the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. So when when you know, one of the things when you were said, we're going to talk about sports and our kids. And I said, there's a lot of times that we're watching our kids play sports. And the good thing about us that we're healthy enough, healthy enough is that they can watch us play sports, too. Now, if they watch you and I play I mean, tennis, there's more wine involved. I know we're, we're more talking than anything. And yeah. they're like, "Can you please send the ball back to me, mom?" Okay, yeah. okay, got okay. it. Okay. But but so they get to see you too, and you're modeling that all the time. We, if we're only fans, and if we're only in cheering our kids in places where we have to be loud and cheering, we're not creating a normal environment for our kids too. Like your kids do lots of things where you don't cheer them on and give them right. points. Right? right. They do lots of things where you're just like, holy cow, I really appreciated when you did that. And they're like, yeah, mom, I appreciate when you did this, too. And on a good day. Right. That's well, what they yeah. say. So I think that happens. So once, we yeah. have we have to normalize and, and have experiences where they're not getting the immediate roar of a crowd as approval. And speaking of that, right. what is your what's your feeling on like the everybody gets a trophy, everybody gets a ribbon situation? Right, right. Boy, you be careful. <laughs> she with adjusted this one. to describe her her mm. body language change, and she adjusted. She just shifted right. from one because, cheek to the other. I because, did. There was cheek and, shifting. Yeah. Because my right. son, he did the bless bless him. He he has many talents. Mm. Swimming was like a hard one to learn. We did these swim meets mostly mm-hmm. just to force him in the water and. He would be the last one, and God. everybody'd be cheering for him when he died because he was so he was so far the last one. Right. And 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 he, so he's like, oh, and then they would hand him a ribbon, and he's like, oh, I won. And so right. and then I'm like, so then he wouldn't continue to try. So I saw uh-huh. the cycle, and I'd have to say to his, like at the time, like six year old, hey sweetie, that actually does not. That says participant. Get closer to the get closer to the mic because this is what it was like. You were like whispering it into her ear. Hey sweetie, hey sweetie. That says participant. <laughs> you do not win. And I don't want to be like. You're not a winner. You're not mommy's little boy. <laughs> but he's like, oh, cool. I won. I don't have to actually try. So I'm like. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, right. I don't want to like crush you yeah. totally. Right. But you suck at swimming. <laughs> yeah. Right. So that was internal. Right. And what came out was you're a participant. I'm so glad you tried. And you didn't drown. Oh, my gosh. That's great. Yay. You made it through. Right. So, so as a coach, I've also coached and I've also handed out because of the organization within which I was coaching, handed out trophies to everyone. And so I handed out and the trophies, um, and made sure that every kid knew as I handed the trophy, um, how he or she contributed to our team. Yeah, I love it when that happens. Like when they give you like specific you, stuff for the trophy. Like yeah. you, ne- you, you were all, here. You, <laughs> you, showed you are going to be a great graphic designer. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so glad you're on my team. You know, so you, what you do is, you're, you know, man, that pivot, your pivot was excellent and it improved throughout the year. So you have to make it real because kids have a BS meter. And all of a sudden, they come to that age, whether it's 9 or 10, and they're getting a trophy for everything, and their BS meter goes ding, 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 ding. And they're like, wait a minute, this is inauthentic. 
And if we're on the road to authenticity and if we're on the road to resilience, a trophy for showing up and just not contributing without any emphasis on how they contributed is a dangerous place to be. Okay. That's so what's the over under? Yeah, that's fine. Give us the over under. What's right. the what's the age well, when, when it's not okay? Let me go back to my Harvard professor Carol Gilligan hey, oh my God. and Lynn Michael Brown, who talked about the vo- the loss of voice between girls, for example, between the ages of nine and eleven. You ask a nine year old girl, "Hey, who can draw?" Everyone's like, "Woo, I can draw, I can draw." And then you ask that same group of girls at twelve years old, "Hey, who can draw?" And the only maybe one or two girls will raise their hand because they're interpreting it, the question, with all the social lenses of who can draw well, who you think you're so much better than everybody else that you're drawing, so they <sighs> won't raise their hand, right? And Whoa. so that, that loss of voice and silence between 9 and 12, as we have our 11-year-old children, right? Yeah. So that is starting to happen. And you want to eliminate all the things that are inauthentic as possible because she can sniff them out. And if you condone it, then she's going to look at you like, okay. Like so she's not going to trust us. The BSometer. They can sniff it out. I'm telling you all. And, and they know that you know. Um, now, there are some times, of course, when you need political acumen and you need to behave in a way that's, you know, you don't walk up to someone and be like, you know, we would have won if, you're, if you yeah. didn't stink so bad. You know, while that may be true that you have varying levels of ability on your team, there's some ways that you just got to keep that inside. I think that the idea of trophies for everyone sets up a precedent that we can't sustain into adulthood, nor should we. Right. Mm. So maybe the, the the ribbon at age six is totally fine. Totally fine. But in that loss of voice, and you think about what's happening to our boys at the same time, they're getting all these hyper-masculine messages that say you've got to be this and you've got to be that. You've got to be the best. And what what happens if they've always gotten trophies and always had this like bubble and they finally get to a spot where they don't make a team or um, they don't get elected class, you know, they're, they're not going to have any resources to fall back on and they're going to have kind of this hollow sense of accomplishment with all of these. Um, now I will say that my kids do have, we have participated in leagues and where everyone gets a trophy and my kids are excited when they get them, but there comes that line mm-hmm. um, where it doesn't mean anything anymore. They don't value it. They don't. But also you're saying that the kids need, kids need to lose. I do. I, yeah. You know, they need to be bored. They need to lose. They need to fail and not mm-hmm. think of failure as the F word. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's this old French thing that says, <laughs> so close. No, it's really close to that. Are you going to say it in French um, and I can try to translate it? Yeah. Okay. Go for it. On n'est pas fait d'omelette sans casser des oeufs. One cannot make an omelette without the house Ham. of eggs. Without breaking oh, some breaking. eggs. Oh, breaking. Okay. Sorry. Like, I should have known that. Wait, what? I know. Like, you cannot <laughs> make an omelet yeah, without casa ham. Yeah, in Spanish. Sorry. That's right. Yeah. With a house of One eggs. One cannot make an omelet without breaking eggs. That's yeah. right. So, okay, so that's a little cheesy, but if you think about failure and the sports are the perfect place for that because the stakes are relatively low. I, I love my three athlete children, but the stakes are low at this point. If they lose a the game, they're, mm-hmm. they've just lost a game they haven't lost you know a three hundred thousand dollar scholarship to a d1 school so sports are the perfect way to build resilience and to be the driver of their own train they can figure out what works for them what doesn't work for them they can figure out read their parents they can figure out how to um, get along with other people sports are the perfect way to to build that resilience can 
sports be a manner of punishment? That's my next question. I'm, I'm going to move over to our eight-year-old. What? Okay. My son, who takes his clothes and sets them out before every game or every basketball game or football game. He has game a soccer game on game. Saturday and or Sunday, and his like shin guards already lined up yeah. on his oh bed God, floor. So cute. And he's so cute. He watches every possible sport that he yeah. can. I think With part you. of yeah, yeah, oh yeah, and I, mm-hmm. I, I know what that is, and yeah. I love it, and I'm yeah. eating it up right Great. now. I'm really enjoying it, but when he's being a turd, <laughs> we no. have we have withheld sports participation mm. from him as a punishment and it devastated him mm. and i just wanted to ask you if we are terrible parents <laughs> of course not of course you're not terrible parents i felt terrible mm. like that was right. a tough one like i like yeah, he cried so, and i was like wait let's just like no yeah, let's, so and then kim I, I take it back kim is my rock yeah. she's like Sack up. Come right. On, like, so yeah. disciplining your parents is disciplining your parents. Disciplining your kids. <laughs> we didn't I never, never discipline yeah. my parents. They're so yeah. nice. Um, so, yeah, that's hard. Disciplining your kids is really hard. And it's tough when they know they messed up and they're really sorry. And then you just have to, you can't sweep it under the rug because you're saying, hey, you're sweet and you're cute and you're really sorry. So let's pretend it didn't happen. That's not an adult, you know, a message yeah. that we want adults because, you know, Look what happens when people with no accountability grow up to be adults. And then <laughs> they, there you go. And right? And so we have... That, that, that was a moment between Josette and right. Kim that I totally understand, <laughs> yep. that many of you understand, and we're just going to leave it at yep. that. Right. And so we have we have the perfect place. And so so what I would do, and Penn, you know that I love you. I'm not saying this because I, I think know that what's was coming a bad next, decision. Something that I've done wrong. No. Okay. I would say um, it will work for a while, but it's going to be a slippery slope because okay. all the things that he could do wrong are going to multiply exponentially when he's a teenager. Yeah. And if going for the thing that he really loves is is going to be that tool for you, um, you might not be able to come back on some of the promises you make. Like if you say, hey, you can't go to the soccer game if you don't get bees or if you hit your sister one more time or something like that. And then he does it because his prefrontal cortex is not developed and he's a teenager and all teenagers are, you know, working through their impulsivity and their decision-making. Like you don't want to put anything out there with his, with what he loves that you can't walk back. So, and you know, we're, we're not perfect in this, but we have always said, and maybe, maybe we're going to regret this, but we have always said that um, sports are not anything that we're going to use as a bargaining chip for our kids behavior. Okay. And, and I don't know if that's going to work for us, but it seems to be that that's sort of that sacred area for our three. And, and Andrew plays three sports. Jack plays four sports. Sophie plays three. I mean, they're, they're sports kids. And for us to make the commitment to say this is what we're not going to be, it was Thomas and I decided that that's just how it's going to be. And there are temptations because you got grades you got behavior, you've got eye rolling, all of these things mm. that your teenagers um, or, you know, other, they're, they're just going to bring to the table. Um, so I, I don't ever want to put that, put sports on the table for that, nor would I want to put Glee Club or anything show choir, because can you imagine if someone had said to you, if you roll your eyes at me, I'm going to take away show choir, you're going to be like, what? But this lycra is so stretchy and, and, and form fitting. How know, do I take it off? You guys hate and you hate and you hate. <laughs> I love it. I'm sorry. And yet I was I, I happened to win two 
regional competitions <laughs> and one national competition. <laughs> you did? Is this what we oh put gosh, on my own? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't me. It was our whole show choir. But I See, did. they counted on you, right? I mean, Everyone I did a couple of solos, yeah. Which, nice. What was your favorite solo? Um, It was All I Ask of You. Let's hear it. From... Uh, from Phantom, oh do you know God, that? Phantom, yeah. Wait, can you do the um the girls the girls part? <clears throat> <clears throat> I know no more talk of sadness. Forget <clears throat> these wide-eyed fears. I'm here. Nothing can hide you. My thing will warm. And... <laughs> That's not the right words. My thing will what? Let me be your something. Let daylight. Let daylight light. Your <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, so let's, like, why don't we... Well, that, wow, that awesome. took a turn. That was beautiful. You have a beautiful voice. Mm, I'm a did. backup singer. I'm not a headliner like Penn. Wait, wow. so you actually do have a good voice. Yeah, you what do. Are, what do you mm. suck at? I know. I feel, I feel like, like you should get to the bottom everything. of this. You're really I'm, good I'm at everything. I'm a real person. You, come on. Th- I feel the same way about you. So uh, you just need to know that. Well, you don't listen to our podcast enough. Obviously. <laughs> Thanks, know, friend. I, do. Um, I, I don't know. Where do you come down on this where? about a parent missing a game intentionally, like on occasion, like letting your children play a game without their parents mm. present? Mm-hmm. Is that a good, bad, indifferent thing? That inevitably will happen. I mean, have you said, hey, little one, I'm not going to your game today because I'm just going to hang out with the kids. I I'm going to fa- paint my face and stay at home. No, just no, say, like, 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 like not face. go because yeah. you want them to play the game yeah. without parent Pressure. interaction. Right. Or parent you know, that's pressure. great for kids. That's great. And, I, you know, it, it all depends on the situation. If they've had a really bad morning, that might not be the morning that you do that. Mm-hmm. Or if they're feeling really independent, you can say, all right, you know, I can read this. Maybe I'll stay home. But not like you don't want you want it to be um, meaningful time. You don't want you don't want it to be a situation where your kid is so dependent on you being there mm-hmm. that he or she cannot function without you there. So, yeah, practice practice different situations. Certainly if you have an athlete who goes off to college and and they're, you know, playing in college, you're not you're not at every game. You're not you can't be at yeah. every game and and it's not like, well, you're six, I have to prepare you for your career in college, but you you <laughs> want to be able to allow them a little bit of space to grow independently. Um, and, you know, parenting styles at games differ. Your style is different than my style. is very different from Thomas. He sits um, alone no. on the edge. That, that surprises me zero. Yeah. By the way. Just, yeah. Really? Yeah. Because he's, well, you know, because he's, yeah. he's got all these things going. He's Thomas yes. is the smartest person on the planet. He probably Aww. already knows Next how to. No, like he's, he's like Neo. He knows how the right. match has already ended. And he's like sitting over there like. <laughs> he does count yeah. cards. Yeah. He does. Stop. Yeah, he does. So, so he stands and he. He knows this, right? So he he knows that he needs to be in his little space and he can process everything in his own internal way, introverted over Mm -hmm. here. And I take my, this is one of the times when my extrovert side comes out and I'll take my chair and I'll plop it right in the middle of the mom row. Nice. I know everyone's name. I'm like, all right. So we externally process the entire game. We yell really positive things to both um, players and coaches. I've asked my kids, have you ever, do you hear me yell? And 
they're like, um, yeah, mom, I hear you yell, but I mostly hear your friend Ashley yelling. She's really loud. So they hear us and they, you know, at, at least they're not like dependent on us coaching. Like, I'm so happy that my kids have coaches. Right. I'm so happy for that. And I would never presume to know more than his soccer coach or her soccer coach. So I'm not saying things like shoot it. And I will. You know, I, she said, don't yell any verbs. So we're just saying huh. things. Mm-hmm. No That's verbs. That's going to be hard. Yeah, it is. Tennis, good. <laughs> Ball, <laughs> net. That's really with, hard with to do. With soccer. We have so- now soccer. He's starting soccer. Adjectives. No verbs. No verbs. Nice, nice shot. Nice shot. Nice shot. That See, works. That's okay, an adjective that's and a noun. Okay. So you have. Good job. Yeah. Yeah, and instead she said no verbs, and that's I'm gonna be her... doing this over you yeah. talking the entire time. That's I'm great. Sorry. That's her coaching style, and I'm gonna. Res- I'm so glad my that Sophie has a coach like that who's yeah. going to teach her things. I'm really also glad. Wrong that... decision. <laughs> Get, like, Stop. That's, it's not Stop. a verb. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. You're, so your kids hear that. Um, so I teach ninth grade English, right? And I just gave this um, writing assignment where kids had to write about. Um, they had to plunk us down in the middle of a moment and describe smells, sounds, all these things about. And so one super amazing athlete, known by everyone for being this amazing athlete, wrote about coming off the field and seeing his dad's posture. Oh. Right? And he was like, I saw his, my dad's posture and I was like, oh, man. And he looked down. He started wiping all the mud and the blood off his legs and, you know, signifying that he'd played his heart out and he saw his dad's posture and he's like, oh man. So this whole story is the lead up as he's walking to his dad and then his dad gets to him and he doesn't say anything because they had just lost the game. But that was, I mean, that was not important to him. So they're walking in silence to the car and he's like stealing himself for the, what it sounds like and what it feels like and how he's going to disappoint his dad. And they get in the car and it's quiet and his dad turns around and he hands him a Chick-fil-A bag and he said, you know, son, I'm really proud of you. And the boy said that was the best Chick-fil-A I've ever had in my entire life. So he's reading this in class and I'm. I'm crying. I I got goosebumps, and then he's like, "Yeah, that's my that's my essay." <laughs> and I'm like, Peace. "Oh my god, <laughs> okay." Like, so I mean, kids get it. They yeah. know exactly yeah. where we are with them. They they want us to be with them in a way that makes sense and validates who they are. And we're not just about the sport and the player, but that man. They gave it their all, and and um. I, like he said, if you, we go through the, all the list of things I did wrong, that's just going to crush me. I just I just want to be with my dad right now. Yeah. So I'm getting goosebumps. I know, but I I'm know. saying, but like Venus and Serena's dad, I mean, it should be. Oh, God, we better feet. not get into that oh, one. That's they would have different, I mean, I know I, I love thing. Serena. Okay, yeah, but they're can di- I, different parenting. Anyway. Can, can I end with something like a, a what might be a funny question? That yeah. I, okay. So this we're going to end with a question that is a little unusual when we're right. talking to people about sports. So Kim and I went to uh, Denver last year Mm -hmm. to stay with friends and they asked us to go to both of their kids soccer games it was a weekend right Right. it was a beautiful day it was really Mm -hmm. fun so the morning we got there and there was uh, a team that their son Hayden Mm -hmm. was on Mm -hmm. and by the time the game was over I knew the names of all of the players on Hayden's team Mm -hmm. and was shouting at all of them (laughs) and uh, I mean but like positively like nice shot Hayden good good job Carlos 
Wrong yeah. decision. <laughs> I never wrong said decision. wrong decision. Yeah. But like it got to the point where the other parents, like they had met They're me. Like, Who and are I you? think they thought I was a little bit creepy because mm. I knew the names of all of these eight-year-olds. <laughs> so as someone who really right. likes sports and loves watching right. his kid, should right. I lay off the comments on other kids even if they're positive or is that okay? I don't have an answer to that, Pen, but I think <laughs> there might be a time when your kid looks at you and say, oh, my God, Dad. I think that time is can, probably already here. Can, can you the time is it? now. Because what might happen is that one of your children might have a crush or something on someone, and they oh. might be like, oh, my That's a God. whole other episode. You've added a layer to yeah. that. So you just you want to... Just be, just be you. Be enthusiastic. I think your children would be really freaked out if all of a sudden you turned into someone you weren't. Right? You That's were... not what I'm not, though. Okay. I'm okay. Kinda... There's a lot of double. Yeah. There's a lot of <laughs> negative. We are not yeah. doing negative. Yeah. Um... No, but like if you were all of a sudden silent and like putting your hands down at oh, your side, you. they yeah, would yeah. be like, "What's wrong with dad? Is he sick? Does he have a fever?" Um, but if you were to just continue to be and take your cues from them, you, you mean, Lola's really smart. She can read people like I've never seen before. So when she says, hey, dad, I really like it when you cheer for me like this. Can you lay off on making nicknames for my opponents? You know, she might she might give you that. I kind don't of make nicknames for their opponents. <laughs> I have made a nickname yet. Other yet. nicknames. But anyway. OK, so thank you so much. We're going to bring Cheers you back for the hormone episode. I know. We were just like glossing nice. on there for like a little bit later. Well, so I have a friend, Hope, who's a pediatrician and she um, Jared's mom. Oh. Yeah. And she has she's like my parenting guru. And there are so many times when, you know, her superpower is coming in and saying the thing that I need. So even though sometimes I'm that for you and you're yeah. that for me, she could be that for both of us. Too. I mean, I, I love a I tribe. Know. And I feel like this yeah. is going to be in the whole conversation about girls not having the confidence to raise their hand. I mean, that's seriously right. I mean, that's a whole thank you. You're welcome. We could do it's this for like hours and hours and hours. So we have to go home to our children. Oh, God. They're <laughs> 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 All right. Thank you so much for watching, listening. Why watching. do I always say that? I feel like I've like turned into a news anchor toward the end. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you. Josette, thank you. Thank you. Mac thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.